The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted no as guests statement today. of fact. It's Monday. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. No, no, no. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? We've guests all week long. We're not doing guests today. No guests. My guests is just no guests. Damn good coffee and hot. Told you. Well, good morning, world. How are you? Nice to see you. Anybody got a balloon? We'll talk about the balloons later. Today, it's Monday, February 6th, 2023. Not a happy anniversary for me. Um, Six years ago today... Well, I hadn't been to a liquor store in 35 years or so, really. Hadn't been to a liquor store until six years ago today. Um, I was working for a um, company I'd rather not mention their name. I was working for them, and I got a phone call that my son had died. And I worked through the rest of the day. And uh, on the way home, I'm like, I'm not going to make it through this night without. I'm not going to ever be able to sleep again. It's what I thought, actually. So I went and I bought a bottle of uh, Jameson Irish whiskey and drank the whole friggin' thing and still didn't sleep. So it's not a happy anniversary. But life goes on. And here we are six years later. And it's a terrible reminder but it's a date you can't get out of your head no matter how how you try when you when you have a tragedy in life you try to you know forget about the date make the date be meaningless but there it is every year birthdays are tough but death days are tough too anyway we'll move on and uh life goes on as i say I uh, got a, I've been working on some uh, reels and stuff and very interesting email. Um, now, who was the, I'm going to look this up really quick. Uh, Emperor of Japan. <laughs> uh, of Japan during World War II. Was it Hirohito? I think it was. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't look like me. So I got an email that said, um, last night look because i'm in the reel and i'm not in a lot of the reels and um the email said you look like the emperor uh, the prime minister it said so maybe there's a difference maybe there was a prime minister who looked like me uh let me see prime you look like the prime minister of uh japan during world war ii oh my goodness i do oh my goodness can i share this uh, I, I guess what he's saying is try, true. So the prime minister, not the emperor. Um, can I share that? Boy, oh boy, I'm terrible with the streamyard stuff. Share screen. Select window to share. Streamyard, entire screen now. Entire screen. Allow. 
can I do this? Yeah. This guy. This guy <laughs> is who they say I look like. You know what? Pretty true. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I do. I do bear some resemblance to the prime minister. Who is this guy? What's his name? Tojo Hideki. Ah. Tojo. Prime Minister Tojo. And eh, there I don't look so much like him, except the mustaches. I wonder what dye he used. <laughs> uh, here he is older. Ah, he's looking even more like me the older he gets. Uh, interesting. I did not know that. Un unshare this stuff. You know, Firefox sucks as far as uh, controlling StreamYard, I have to say. Um, anyway. Uh, if, unless you lived uh, under a rock in a bubble on another planet, you're probably uh, sick of hearing about balloons. I gotta say this: I've had on on the nighttime program. I've had generals. I've had um, military intelligence experts. Uh, Brian J. Mora, who was the top. Uh, military analyst in the Russian Asian theater for 40 years told me that China is the most technologically advanced military in the world and they've far surpassed the U.S. And I had several generals on the program who also said the same thing and I have every reason to believe that listen, these guys are experts. What do I know? I don't know anything. But um, Balloons, balloons from the world's most technologically advanced military and, you know, reconnaissance program doesn't, they, they, they don't match. They don't go together. Balloons. Now, it's confusing as hell. And you can, all the politics and shit, you can leave that out of this. Uh, but the idea that balloons can get better information because says U.S. uses uh, surveillance balloons too. Yes, but we're not. nobody told me that the U.S. is the most I know a lot of people in the U.S. would claim that we are the most advanced technological uh, nation and military on the planet, but the experts have told me that's not true. They say China is. And so the most advanced is still using balloons, even though there are 20 some odd Chinese satellites over the U.S. at any given moment, they they send balloons. Now, balloons can get better information than those satellites by floating. Listen, it was moving pretty fast, right? Moving pretty fast. Flew over the entire country in a matter of like two and a half days. That's, that's booking. That's going like 150 miles an hour, I think. I think that's how fast it was going. But the idea, like, first of all, that... What can you really get unless those things are hearing through walls? Because the satellites, we know this. If you look at Google Earth, those satellite images can get pretty detailed and pretty clear pictures of anything that's going on the ground. Can they get sound? I don't know. Can they pick up, I don't know, electronic communication signals and stuff like that? I think they can. I don't know. But it's just surprising to me that in 2023, Balloons are the state of the art <laughs> in surveillance. Um, 
kind of makes you wonder kind of makes you wonder a little bit now the whole idea about you know shooting it down over land and was it you know shooting it down and they wanted him to shoot it down over land he wanted to wait until biden at his until it was advised to shoot it down over water that makes sense i you know i don't i don't really care about all of that nonsense i'm just surprised that balloons are still a thing now China is doing two things. They're claiming it was just a weather balloon, but they're angry we shot it down. If it's just a weather balloon, you don't get all that angry. You replace it. It's just a weather balloon. But they're angry we shot it down. They're going to retaliation for shooting down a weather balloon. And why do they need <laughs> to know the weather in uh, <laughs> Wyoming? In North Dakota, where missile silos are, I don't know. Uh, Carl says it probably had a 9-11 hologram on it, in it, on it, around it, with it. Uh, Good morning, Ted. We haven't seen Ted in a a dog's age, have we? 60,000 foot is like twice as high as commercial jets fly. I know that. I thought that too. So that's like, uh, what is it? It's 5,000 miles, 5,000 feet is a mile. Right? Or roughly that. So that's like 12 miles up. It's surprising to me. I know the thing was big. It was like the size of three city buses, according to the descriptions in mainstream media. But 12 miles up, I'm surprised anybody even saw it. I really am. It's just like everything that's going on in the world and People are acting like the balloon was the was the biggest threat to humanity or to American life that we've ever faced. Oh, it's terrible! They could kill us with these balloons. Uh, maybe you know some uh, the conspiracy theorists were out. Well, the same people were saying shoot it down. Was saying it's full of COVID or the next virus. <laughs> You can't be saying both at the same time. Oh, it's probably full of, uh, you know, contagions. Shoot it down. I don't know. Uh, a lot of outrage over it. Uh, yeah. COVID-23. Yeah. Or something worse. Bird flu. Bird flu. Balloon flu. It's the balloon flu. I should learn to speak Japanese, actually. I could go on uh, Hideki Tofu or whatever his name is, Tofu. (laughs) I'm an idiot. I know. I know I'm an idiot. It's Monday morning and I'm having my coffee. Let me tell you something. It is possible. It is absolutely possible to overdose on marijuana. I think I did Friday night. Um, Friday started out for me. I did the show in the morning. And as I was finishing the show, I first of all, my, my next thing was I had to go direct and host an episode of Tasting New York because the company, the studio, has parted ways with the host. So I learned the night before that I was hosting this thing and directing it because we didn't have a director for it. So... I'm a little bit tense and worked up about that. I don't want to be on camera. I don't even want to direct. Uh, 
I don't want to be a part of it. I accept the promotion and marketing of it I'll help with. But no, now I'm on air, host, and directing a thing. A lot of pressure on a guy to find out the night before that you're doing this. So I'm doing this show, and, and I'm thinking about that. And as soon as this show ends, I get a, a text message from a nursing home. We're expecting you here at uh, 2.15 today, right? I say, no, you said 2.15. That's February 15th. No, I meant 2.15 on Friday. Well, you didn't say that. So now I got to run from doing this show to go host a television show is not my thing this pretty face this pretty japanese world war ii prime minister face hosting a television show and directing it at the same time and then wrap that up and quickly run to a nursing home to do an hour show and uh let's just some days the nursing home stuff can be difficult because they're not on their best behavior. Somebody put some fucking, I don't know, something weird in their food, some angry pills. <laughs> because all of them, I walk into the room, they're all nasty, and they're fighting with each other and screaming and yelling at nurses. Not a happy scene. So I'm going from here to the show, Tasting New York, doing that, running to the nursing home to deal with, angry residents and people who just aren't in the mood for music do an hour show for them and then i have to go do a gig a, a restaurant gig and so by the time i got to the restaurant and i have to make sure that the evening episode of tasting new york launches correctly via my phone from the gig so i get to the gig set up early and wait for tasting new york so i can push all the buttons to make it happen and uh, I just, I was already tired. I saw, and, and I was like, I'm not going to make it through this gig. So I smoked a joint. And then I wasn't really feeling it at that point. I guess I didn't wait long enough. Wasn't feeling it. So I ate a couple of edibles. And then I had a lollipop. A lollipops are 25 milligrams. So now like 35 milligrams in a joint. Still not really feeling it because I'm rushing thing. I'm just waiting to feel something. And I went out and I smoked a, a baby teeter, which is powerful. And now I'm starting to feel it. And then I broke out my bag of edibles and it was like just teasing the band. Come on, you want to have one? Trying to corrupt people in the band, which is my new thing. Is, is getting the people in the band loaded up on fucking edibles and all fucking goofed up but they weren't having it so i just kept eating them ended up eating about 250 milligrams of edibles on top of two joints and a few vodka and cranberry juice um and then we were sitting at a table and our chair gave me are you all right <laughs> i'm better than all right i'm fine but um wow so I do think I do think you can overdose on uh, marijuana. I think I did. I really do. I think I approached um, the zenith of marijuana <laughs> intake before something really bad will happen. And then still have not recovered from it. Just like when I did that 
burst bar, whatever owned that bar that was 125 milligrams and made that mistake. High for days, deep into last night, was still uh, um, just buzzed out of my mind and a little just feeling weird. So I'm not sure I ever want to get high again. Somebody asked, called me last night and said he had some great sativa. And would I like to try some? I was like, no, <laughs> I'm never getting high again in my life. Never. Of course, now I want to. But last night I was uh, I feeling like overdose is a real thing. You can't overdose. I know. never thought, every time I heard people talk about overdosing on marijuana, yeah, that's ridiculous. You can't overdose on weed. I think it did. Wake up this morning. Of course, there are two deadly earthquakes in Syria and Turkey, killing 1,600 people. But what is the world uh, on fire about? No longer the balloon. The balloon is, ah, that's ancient history. Balloons? What balloon? The world is on fire about the Grammys, and I guess a uh, Satan-worshipping Sam Smith? Oh, listen, when you think of Satan-worshippers in music, you don't think Sam Smith, do you? Uh, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Marilyn Manson, I don't know. Sam Smith? The Satanist? I guess so. But here's the thing. For me, the people who are complaining the loudest about this are people who are, you know, the evangelicals, the, the people on the side of uh, Christianity. We're in a spiritual war and all this stuff. It's a very simple solution. Just don't watch. I haven't watched. I didn't know. If it, so who was watching? The people who are set were watching. Don't watch. I didn't watch. I wouldn't know about it if you didn't tell me about it. Who watches the Grammys? Dennis from uh, Dr. Hook was uh, on Twitter this morning. He was saying, you know, Grammys do not reflect the life of music, working musicians. That ain't not about award shows. Nobody, he, according to him, nobody who was living the life, working as a musician, is really gives a fuck about the Grammys. And that's mostly true. I responded that I know a guitar player that I work with who considers himself a purist, a blues guy, and really prides himself on being a purist. I mean, everything's got to be, you know, traditional equipment, you know, old equipment, you know, all that kind of stuff that those blues guys get into, the mythology of it all. But he, for the last 40 years, he's paid a publicist to submit his work to Grammys for, for consideration. He cares about that. And he's, from the day I met him, he asked me how many Grammys I've won. We were talking music, and he's, he's not impressed unless you won a Grammy. It's just fucking weird. And nothing says purist like a red carpet in Versace clothes. I mean, that's not what music's about. And 
I don't even know who was nominated. But you know me, I don't fucking know anything about pop culture. I wouldn't even know what the top songs in the world are right now or who got nominated for what or even who's a relevant artist anymore. I just don't follow that shit. But that's a simple solution. If you're worried about them putting on satanic displays and teaching your children, well, don't fucking let your kids watch Grammys or Oscars or any fucking awards or television, for that matter. If you're worried about what the evil people are trying to indoctrinate your kids on, on, on this box that you have to turn on to let the demons in, just don't turn it on. The demons can't get out. ACDC and uh, Led Zeppelin tried to uh, make me a Satanist. But Tipagore saved me by holding hearings about putting ratings on records. That's the deal. Um, I wouldn't read what's going on in this chat room. Well, Carl Mann is back from uh stand. Uh, good morning, Michael. Uh, good morning, Kelly. Uh, the resemblance is uncanny. Oh, Ked talking about me and uh, Tofu? <laughs> Hideki, I don't know what his name was now. The pri- Japanese Prime Minister during World War II. I already forgot his name. This is how old I U.S. uses surveillance bullets through that. So, I, yeah, I saw that comment before. China should take some of that money they spend on tech and use it to clean up the air pollution. Uh, balloons can apparently pick up a lot of communication data and closer 3D perspectives of ground data. Um, Carl's an expert in balloons now. He must have he must have taken the crash course in balloonography. Uh, 60,000 feet is like twice as high as commercial jets fly. I saw that one before. Um, it probably had a 9-11 hologram in it. I saw that one before. COVID-23. I saw, I saw all these already, didn't I? Did you? Uh, did you watch the Grammys, dog? No, well, I just covered that, didn't I? Uh, no, I never watched. I have not watched the Grammys since 1967. I believe that was the last time I watched it. I haven't watched any award shows, Oscars, whatever. Uh, I forget Golden Globe, not Golden Globe. Yeah, Golden Globes. I don't know how long they've been even around. I don't. I don't. Never watched the Golden Globes. Um, there's other shows though besides. Award shows besides the Oscars and the Grammy. Oh, Emmys, never watched that one. Um, I'm lying. I did watch MTV Music Awards in 1992 for Nirvana and Pearl Jam, those two segments. I did watch that, but it wasn't by choice. Uh, my friend's sister was getting... <laughs> she was ha- she had a party, MTV uh, award show watch party and she was getting beat up and we had to go over her house and save her from some guy who was get beating her up and after that was over there was this fuss and this shit was on tv so i did watch nirvana and pearl jam on <laughs> mtv music awards in 1992 and i was freaking out then eddie better with his shaking while he's doing jeremy i was like holy shit what's this guy on i never seen anybody shake so hard <laughs> while singing a song. Um, what sounds like a good idea? Uh, oh, the, the overdosing on uh, marijuana or staying off marijuana. Well, uh, well, first ever OD on marijuana. <laughs> I don't know. 
you'll be high at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've OD'd on edibles. I think I did. I don't know. OD'd is a, a funny one. Like, I didn't die. I wasn't, I, nobody, I didn't have to go to the hospital. But I was, ooh, earthquake in Buffalo? Buffalo, New York? There was an earthquake today or last night? Satan was always more appealing uh, than the hippie. Satan was more always more appealing than the hippie. Satan was always more appealing than the hippie. I can't even say that. What do you mean? What does that mean? What hippie? I'm, I'm confused. Edgy for the sake of being edgy. Back in my day, we had real Satan worshiping mans. <laughs> I know, Sam Smith, right? I mean, come on. That doesn't, I don't know. You could be as, as, um, as Satan dressing up in Halloween costumes and fire and all that kind of stuff if you want. But if you're Sam Smith, <laughs> you're still a pussy. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're trying to co convince people how evil you are? <laughs> it's Sam Smith. Come on. Uh, Nathan Dingy. Good morning, Nathan Dingy. Yep, my friend in Buffalo, New York, texted me about 6.20 this morning, freaking out. 3.8 magnitude. 3.8 is not that bad, I don't think. Anybody, I got to look that up. Uh, people, Nobody heard, I hope. I hope. Uh, anyway, so looking through some reels and well, working through some reels last night, I'm getting desperate like, and I'm not putting a lot of thought into it. Basically when I, when I'm putting out the reels, I'm just going through an old, through my bucket of old shows and saying, well, what might grab some people's attention? And last night, Scarlett Peretta, who was on the program, uh, probably about eight months ago, I decided for some reason uh, to use her episode to cut up some real. Scarlett is a another psychic medium, and she was talking about channeling, and and she was saying basically, and listen, somebody wrote on the, on YouTube on the real. Uh, imagine having schizophrenia and and thinking you're a psychic. There's something to that. I don't know if there's a lot to that, but there's something to that because believing that you're hearing voices from the other side is not really all that different from believing in, uh, you know, or hearing voices just in general, like schizophrenia. So there's that. Uh, right now, we have a, a special guest coming in. Uh, this man is a Chinese spy who's in charge of their balloon program. He's been blowing up balloons uh, for about 40 years right now, and his lips are just, like, worn out. But he made a special uh, agreement to come on the program today and talk about what it takes to actually huff and puff and blow up a balloon that is the size of three city buses. Ladies and gentlemen, the huffer and puffer. Carl, I have to ask you. You were here one day, and you didn't mention anything about going to Brazil, and the next day you were in Brazil. What's up with that? I told everyone I was going to Brazil. I told everyone you I was going away. 
You were here the day before you left, apparently, on this program. Was I? I have no idea. <laughs> you didn't even say, oh, look, I'm going to Brazil. What was that about? Why did you go? Did... I probably forget. No, I booked it I booked it in December. I just wanted to go and get some sun. Man, me too. While. I wish you would have mm-hmm. told me. I would have met you there because I really need some sun. I need... I need some. Next year, we can well, I need year. Florida. I don't need Brazil. I don't. Uh, I need Florida. That's what Let's I need. Let's go to Florida. Let's go to Tampa. Let's go to Miami. Yeah. Well, the Keys is where I want to go. Isla Mirada is my place. Agreed. Anyway, you you, you are a balloon a balloonologist now. You know a, about balloons. You yeah, know. it was food. It was food. No, people were just going crazy. So I just I did five minutes of reading like everyone else should have done without panicking online oh my god yeah uh what about this idea about shooting it over shooting it down though do you think (laughs) you think biden did the right thing waiting till it's over the ocean i do i mean i would that's probably what i would the um the kit that it's got hanging from the bottom of it's quite big it's quite heavy and you, you yeah, it could land on a truck, right? And then that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The people who were saying, shoot it down, shoot it down, if that would have landed on somebody they loved, they'd be like, ah, it's all Biden for. Why did he shoot it down? I mean, it's one of those things. Where you, and they try to politicize that stuff, but yeah, it's exactly. crazy. Is it? But um, I, I wouldn't even panic about it. I, it. That To me, that would not be a big news story. If It would just seem like more people kept jumping on it like, it's, oh, the world's coming to an end. I'm sure there are balloons out there all the time. There's probably one out there now somewhere. Yeah. We just don't. Nobody's... Well, the satellite, they've got satellites that are looking into people's gardens, reading the newspapers, right? Right. So it's fine. But according to what you said before, you think balloons are more effective? Uh, well, I, I, just did a, I just did a little bit of reading that apparently some of them have got some kit that can better at listening to some communications and also satellites can only take a quick picture as they pass over, whereas a balloon can move around. They're not just floating; they're self, they're propelled, right? They're controlled, so they can move around something. And well, is that is that take. true? Because it seemed like it followed the jet stream exactly. I mean, if you look, and people are like, "Oh, look at that unusual path it's taken." To me, it looks exactly like the yes, jet it's stream. Like, it's largely want... getting blown across, but I think they can adjust a little bit. But I don't know. Oh, oh, okay. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like a sailboat. Like it's just yeah. about. Uh, <laughs> we could just about steer the fucking thing. It's cute. It was just cute to see all the people getting angry. Well, I shoot it down now. Yeah. And I'm sure there were a few people in the gardens trying to fire a gun to 60,000 feet. Yeah. And people were acting like the uh, uh, United States military is the best in the world because they shot down a balloon. You might believe that the U- U.S. military is is a great, you know. But shooting down a balloon is the wrong time to make a point about that. To me, shooting down a balloon is you could have, which just surprises me. I mean, I know twelve miles is a long fucking way. It's high, but it surprises me there weren't a bunch of Yahoo Second Amendment guys out there in, in the northern plains just <laughs> they're, they're, fucking shooting. There, there probably were, and the bullets just come straight back down again because <laughs> it's high. <laughs> a bunch of them out there, Yahoo. Yeah, of course there were. There was a great picture of it. I don't know where it was taken, but it's some fat guy in sandals throwing a bottle at a drone, and they used that picture. It's like, this is flying over Montana. It's like they're trying to hit it with a Corona bottle. (laughs) So so, uh, you're coming to New York. 
Coming to New York, yeah, finally, and, after after a year of promises. And it's not a secret. You put it out there. And no, I thought, fine. I thought no, it was like, well, because, you know, now that you've aligned yourself with the Chinese military and yeah. the Chinese intelligence, uh, yeah. I, I thought it might be a, you'd have to sneak in. But well, we'll find out when I get there. We'll find out how, uh, how welcomed I am or whether I get taken into a special room. But hopefully it'll be fine. And you're planning on being in Manhattan? Any uh, particular reason you you you're going to the Big Apple? I mean, shows? Is there something going on there that you have plans? Reconnaissance. Reconnaissance. There's no plan. I'm just going to go in, go to go and see some comedy, go and get up at some mics, go and look around, meet some people, and eat some foods. I can't wait. I'm going to bring some video cameras and make a. Uh, a mini documentary of Carl's latest voyage to it, New yeah, Amsterdam. I mean, it, it will largely consist of me eating things I shouldn't eat and then trying to hope that the diarrhea pills work. And then at the end of the day, my ass bleeding a bit. I'm going to no, I get that. I get that. Um, yes. Uh, let's not, let's not talk about ass problems. All right. No problem. Ass problem. But, um, so you you don't you have you don't you haven't smoked marijuana in a while is that true? Where, are you? Uh, I don't really smoke. I mean, I smoke. I smoke after gigs if I'm at someone's place or whatever, and someone pulls out joints, I'll smoke. I'll just say I say yes to everything after a certain point. It's just sure, sure, whatever. Well, if you go to New York, you're going to be smoking it involuntarily, twenty four seven. Oh, it's a city. That's fine. Can't walk down the street without getting high in in Manhattan. And and when I say high, I'm a guy who who overdosed on marijuana. Believe me, yeah. I know high. That's what's gonna so happen. We'll find out. I'm I'm trying. I'm gonna try and get on some gummies one night, one day though. No daytime. I've decided not night. I'll bring you a bag or two. Uh, well, or I'm probably three, need, I probably don't need a bag. I probably don't need a bag because <laughs> I probably need one gummy. <laughs> Yeah. If I buy a bag, I'll probably take two and give it away to someone because how much I don't need. I almost got Kiera high on them the other night, but uh, she she refused. She was like, I can't. I won't be able to do anything. See, it it says uh, this is 125 milligrams, but there are a bunch of little ones in there, and they don't tell you what each one is. I was thinking they were five milligrams. Oh, this oh, is, so 500, is the five hundred milligrams. <laughs> it's at five hundred milligrams. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything. I'm gonna take a fucking eight or ten milligram, whatever. At, uh, at eleven a.m. I'd say ten a.m. in the morning because I don't want to fuck up nighttime. If it fucks me up, I would rather be fucked up through the afternoon and then come alive at night. I don't think you do come on. See, this is the Damn. thing. I think it takes if you overdo edibles. Yeah, I think it's worse than being hungover for a day and a half. Cause it just lingers. It's just like, oh, man. Yesterday, I was useless. Saturday, I was useless. And yesterday, I was useless from Friday night doing too many. Hours. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to take it easier. That's what I'm going to take. I'm going to limit. But you know what gets you too high because you did it last year. You took 100 and something, yeah. 125. So you've done it again, haven't you? You just overdose your tolerance. Yeah. But my, I don't know what my tolerance is pretty low, but I took a couple before and they were probably somewhere 10, 20, somewhere around there. Well, I learned my lesson because I was, uh, 
unprofessional to say the is is putting it mildly i i fucked up every song after it started to hit me the first set i was good because the first set yeah. we do all this loungy jazzy music it's nice and i was just starting to feel a little buzzed in but that by the time the second set hit i was totally fucked up and then from then on i i didn't get through a single song without a obvious bad mistake that everybody everybody in the room knew about and it was, it was embarrassing and i felt bad for my bandmates to have been that embarrassing guy but you know what happens sometimes once in a while you gotta, you gotta let it go you know you gotta i have, surprisingly have forgave myself which is not me i you know i generally will because you were high it. yeah i fucked up i'm sorry uh, and nobody else was partaking that night so i felt like i struck out on that yeah because my my goal is to corrupt one person on every gig I do. It's to take one person who's never gotten high before or hasn't gotten high in many years and just get them fucked up. Yeah. It's fun for me. You did a show with Jamie on Friday? Yes. Yeah, I have a memory. Uh, you, you barely remember it, right? <laughs> I don't know what day is what. I don't know there. Yeah, I think, yeah, we did. Friday. You're a traveling man. That's that's um that's cool. I I would like to. You're living the life of Riley. You can just pick up and go whenever you want. And just do it. Live the yeah life. within re within reason. I you know I have to sort out some responsibilities, but not. <clears throat> I'm gonna do these two trips close together. That's why I cut the Brazil thing short, and this one this trip US trip is gonna be shorter than I was gonna do. Um, and then I'll hunker down for a while. I might go to somewhere like Amsterdam or something, but it's an hour away from here, so. Somebody uh, called me a pusher Friday night, as a matter of fact, because I you was are trying a to pusher. get him. You sound like a pusher. You got the drummer high. Yeah, and uh, I got this woman who's been a fan of the band high. So last time, uh, last gig she was at, she, she saw me outside. I was smoking. I was about to light up a baby teeter, and she said, "What are you smoking?" I said, "Baby teeter." She goes, "What is a baby teeter?" She said, "It's not pot, is it?" I said, "No." She said, I didn't think so. I didn't think you would ever smoke pot. Now, this is a woman who's known me for 23 years. She said, I didn't think you would ever smoke pot. I, said, I wouldn't. That's not me. I don't do that. And then I lit it, and she goes, oh, my God, it is pot. <laughs> and so I, then she said, can I try? I said, sure, try it. It's, 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 not, that, it's not that strong. It's super strong. Baby teeter. And I told her, yeah, take a big hit though, because it's really weak. And she took a big hit and she was coughing her brains out, leaning over the railing. She was yeah. and then I said, Come on, one more. She said, I can't. No, you can one more. Believe me. Something must have just went down the wrong pipe. She took another big one and she was almost throwing up. She was so fucking choking. So yeah, hard. that's that's um that's pushing. I know. I was that was a being a pusher. But then it, it was great because everybody in the night said, man, Helene's acting so crazy tonight. I've never seen <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> See, no, that's fun. That's how, that's it's fun. fun yeah, and I can't, I, if I've had a few beers or whatever, especially it's after a gig at George's house or something, anything that comes out, any drug that comes out, I'll just say yes to whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I'm smoking joints. There's other things floating around. And yeah, it's a problem. And then the next day you feel terrible, but it's fun at the time. Yeah. Do you know when Molly, uh, when um, ecstasy, now ecstasy and Molly are the same thing, right? I always forget. Isn't MDMA the pure? I version? think that. Yeah, I think that's ecstasy. What it... Ecstasy was um, 
cut with amphetamines, I think. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But I've done I've done both. I I thought they were the same thing, and I've never done either. And but somebody said to me, uh, somebody slipped into somebody a Molly the other night, and I, uh, or Molly the other night, and I was like, "How do you slip that? What do you put it in a drink? What you slip them?" Well, that's what Ari Shavir dosed Bert with. It was he put it in a drink. He did put it in a drink. Yeah. It oh yeah. You, it doesn't matter how you get it in there. If if you drink it or eat it, snort it, <laughs> just get it in there. It does it does the job. I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's a very nice. It's a very nice um, drug, to be fair. But it it is. It's very happy, very love. Oh, that's beautiful. cool. But I've not done it for a while. Actually, I was going to say years, but I can't quite remember. Um, but I remember years ago doing it for the first time and just staring at my hand for the night, like looking at the lines, like look at my lines, look at your lines, and your eyes are this big. But everything's very. You want to hug? It's lovey. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good. It's from what I remember, it's a good. It's a good buzz. No, the only drug that I want to do before I die hmm. is um, uh, DMT. I yeah, want to try too. that because I, I want to. Yeah, we've had. I want to do that, but I do also want to do ayahuasca, which will make me shit myself in a hut next to a shade. The only thing I um I, turns me off about ayahuasca. I'm not a big fan of puking, and I understand that you have to puke. You purge, you can puke or you can shit, but I'm pretty sure I'll shit unless I take tablets, I guess. And I'll oh, if you can shit, I would think I would go with that. If you, you don't get a if you I don't can get choose, <laughs> no, it's, it's whatever your body wants to do when it has all the poison in it. <laughs> Might be both. Yeah, no. See, throwing up is a tough thing for me. And it's uh, normally that when you do those ceremonies, it's normally like a few hippies in the same room with you as well, and you're just puking. Yeah, uh, I I want to do it because I've heard it's a, it's a longer experience. The ayahuasca it's like hours as well, whereas DMT is a fast hit, but it can feel like ten thousand years or whatever if you can get a proper one. It can feel like a lifetime, but it's ten minutes. Yeah. Now you're doing a show today. Are you doing a show on just oh. a balloon thing? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck yeah. No, do you know you just reminded me I've got a gig tonight as well. So yeah, that's what I was like. Fuck, I've got to leave in like two hours. Um. Which yeah, I was got yeah, I'll I'll pop in at four for like thirty. I want to go back to doing the thirty minute one three times a week on YouTube, but I'll I'll come on quickly about that. But I I kind of already lost interest in the balloon thing. I just wanted it was funny yeah, yeah. yesterday, um, and today I've woken up. We've talked about it for like one minute. So yeah, I'll do something at eleven. Yeah, the balloon is like yesterday's news now. It's, it's yeah. Uh, let's talk about Satan and the Grammy Awards and stuff. Don't know anything about it. It didn't. I saw Andrews mention something. I don't know anything else. I didn't, uh... It definitely was a um, visual, uh, stunningly visual, because some people have been posting the, the video of it. Or it looked uh, like a good hell movie. I don't know. <laughs> was it just the set? They had a hell themed set. Yeah, the devil in it and fire and girls dancing like in like you know Gives nipples flopping through their devilly little costumes and all. Yeah. You know what you would picture in hell. Hell's not a party like that. Hell, you know. Well, we've only um, had we've only had the Christian propaganda. We haven't heard. We've only had the propaganda that it's a terrible place. But I always thought that it's probably a good place to go because why would they punish you for sinning? Wouldn't they <laughs> just suck you off? And Louis C.K. was uh, on. Uh... Rogan, was it Rogan or Bird? He's been doing a lot. He's done, he's done a bunch. Yeah, I've seen a couple. And he was talking about an old bit he used to do about going to hell. 
and uh, sucking some guy off. <laughs> and one of the one of the regulars in hell said, "You know, you don't have to do that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember the bit. <laughs> He's what I thought because I'm in hell. I have to. He said, "No." <laughs> He's a pervert. <laughs> so here's yeah. the thing that maybe you can comment on. It's something I, I, I thought I had last week. Cancel culture flows downhill. Louis C.K., when all that shit happened to him, hmm. people were like, I hate him. I hope yeah. the house burns down with his whole family in it and everybody yeah. dies. Now it's moved beyond that. So he's playing the garden and anybody yeah. who goes to the garden, I hate them all. I hope their, their house burns down. Yeah, but who, who's saying Who's saying that? The people who who you know the people on on the can or on the commission to cancel Louis. Yeah, and how Gilbert. how's that go, how's that going for them? How's not that campaign working. going? It's not it's going good because he's playing. The no, but I, then they're, they're off of him now, and they're on his fans. That's that's my point. They don't sure. care about Louis anymore. They care about they hate me because I don't hate him. Yeah, I, I when it, the special that he released a year ago, when I tweeted, it was a. I said it's a. Brilliant special. It's one, it's the best Louis special for ages, blah, blah, blah. Pressed send. And then I immediately got a notification added to a list that supports sex offenders on Twitter. I was like, great. Right. Yeah, they're, they're insane. They're insane people. Um, and then a lot, a lot of the other people that were criticizing Louis were comics who were sucking up to him for a while and then go, right, now's our chance to move up a place. No, it's not, because you've got to be good. Right. And now they're feeling stupid. And if he asked any of those to open for him at the garden, they'd say yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, You're absolutely right about that. What I took mad. away, and there was so many great things from the Rogan conversation that he had. This, this, I listened to that. I listened to the Theo Von one and the Chris Stefano, and there's some great bits in all of it. There's some really good stuff, yeah, like yeah, advice yeah. and his career and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it talks about the early days in New York City doing eight gigs a night and being on a motorcycle to go from gig to gig. Yeah. And being ha happy doing that. And yeah. to me, I would I was remembering that on Friday when I had this day where I did this show, then went to host a television show, then did a, a gig at a nursing home and then did another gig. And I was complaining about it. And I started to think about what Louis was saying about doing eight gigs and some of them sucked. And so, you know, some of them getting paid care. That's, I should be thankful and grateful just to have the opportunity to have a day like that. Instead, I was miserable about it. And the yeah, reason... I, I yeah, well, there's reason. I, I I'd take a day like that, but you still get tired, don't you? You're yeah. Like, Fuck. Oh, I've got to do this. I haven't done this, and it's always stressful, even for me, with one thing. But if yeah, if I can get two or three in a night, yeah, yeah that's, it, that's the dream. What What fucked it up for me was one of them I did not even know about the nursing home thing. I I thought that was a week and a half away. I wasn't expecting to have to do yeah. that that day. And the other one, hosting a television show, is not. It's not my thing, not and a thing food now. show. Uh, you know, it's and it put a lot of stress on me, and that was last minute. And I was just like, man, the stress tires you out more than anything. It's like, I don't, I don't want to fucking be put in a situation where I'm totally uncomfortable and have to do it in front of people, and like sh try to not be a fool. <laughs> yeah, well, that's doing because I'm yeah, naturally a like, fool. Yeah, I feel like that before before any gig. I feel like that anyway. I thought, this is fucking stupid. That's what am I doing cool. here? Especially a good place. A good venue. Cool. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. 
So, uh, but when we when you get to New York, we're gonna have to get you a scooter, and we'll get you like eight gigs in a night. We'll we'll, we'll relive. Loot. No, they don't do that anymore. Because he's talking about they, they do do they do do that. But I I, I uh, Mark Norman was not doing eight. that last year. Yeah, not eight. You could seven. do four. You can do you can do what you want. It's what you want to do. Like if you want to do eight, you can do it. But you, it's difficult. You've well, got time to... the time constraints because in those days, as he mentioned on the show, the last show at Caroline's was three fifty because their bar stayed open till four o'clock in the morning. So the last last ten minutes you could get was three fifty to four a.m. You can't do that. I think the bars in New York after post COVID are closing like one o'clock, two o'clock now, which would. Yeah, but if you start at seven thirty, you can. Norman was doing this two years ago, and his scoot. He had it. He brought a moped specifically to be all around. Because there's a bunch of clubs in the middle somewhere. I can't remember the area where, around where the stand is near Washington Square Park. Um, but do a few around there, then race over to Brooklyn, then back somewhere else. Yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, you're right. Gotham, I believe, starts at five five. 5 p.m. So yeah, if you if you're gonna start and do those early evening shows, you can eight, definitely... eight, eight does seem excessive, but it's probably fun. It does seem excessive, but it's probably fun to do and useful in some ways. But uh, you know, when we first started the the band, the Rock and Forty Five, and we were young young men, I was the only one who actually had road gig experience and, and living the life, and the other guys were, you know experimenting in bands their whole lives, but they were married, settled down, and all that. And we had one weekend where we had uh, six gigs between Friday night and Sunday night. So it was like all going from gig gig to gig. And I said on Friday before we played the first gig, I said, at the end of this weekend, you're going to feel like professional musicians. You're going to feel like you belong. This is the Beatles in Hamburg. Yeah, basically that. Yeah. And and no, everybody was like, "Yeah, listen, you're just talking." I said, "No, believe me, you're going to be dead tired, but there's going to be something in the yeah. back of your mind that changes that say, I be- this is my life. I belong it, here.'" It feels even doing it for I've only done that for a couple of days at Edinburgh last year, and it feels it does feel like oh, I'm do I'm doing I'm doing something. It's, it's you feel like you're in your I'm element. Raping, where where yeah, you I'm belong? Running, <laughs> I'm running across the city at midnight to do a show, sweating. And that that felt good, even though it's stressful and annoying. And I was late for the second one, and sweating when I went up. It was it was like this is good. It gives you an adrenaline rush as well. It's fucking yeah, yeah stressful. Yeah, so you know, um, I am a more of a fan of Louis C.K. now than I was before, I thought, and I've always been a, a, a he, fan. He's of always him. he's um, always spoke like this, so he just didn't he used to do a lot of interviews. Right. So he did one. He did one with Marin about seven years ago when he was on top, and that was really interesting. It's like a two-parter, and he, he went all behind the scenes in a lot of his TV shows and stuff. But he's all when you when he sat down, he's not being silly. He's always been insightful as well. And the, this runner podcast and the last one he did last year, they each one has all got some nugget in there or a story or this this second part of it. It'll just really get into it. Because he'll listen, and he's you know he's smart, and he just the same way with his comedy, he just applies. It his, strikes his me to, uh... what a student of the craft he is, because yeah. I, I hadn't realized that about him until the Rogan thing, where he started yeah. talking about Richard Jenny's piece from the Tonight Show in 1987 or something. And he went to the museum to get the copyright of the tape. Yeah, <laughs> then they found it on YouTube for him, but right. <laughs> 
But you know what? It's just to care that much to watch, to look through a comedian's work from 40, 35 years ago, whatever the fuck yeah. it was, and, and really analyze it and say what what made it work and all this stuff. It was a five minute piece on Jaws three. <laughs> yeah, well, look look where look where he got to though. Look where he is. He's he's one of the best yeah. ever. Yeah, and he's Those done it the... through studying studying other people and then working as hard as he can and what he says about coming down off the top is really interesting as well he said no one can stay there no one can stay there even when he was at the top he knew he knew this was going to run out somehow he didn't know how um Hmm. but it you're only ever going to go so far and then it's going to fall off anyway but you just got to keep working and keep getting better even when you're falling off whether you're a band or a comic you, you still get better even when you're not as well known or you're not as successful You've got to have the motivation to keep going because some people will go, well, my, my career's over. I'm going to drink or you're going to get lazy. You know what, what struck yeah. me about watching Rogan and, and Louis watch Richard Jenny on, on Rogan's podcast is they didn't seem to be in the same frame of mind as a lay person would be in watching that. They were looking for it in an, looking at it in an analytical way. Like yeah. Jenny said, a, a joke about Wilma Flintstone being hot, and Rogan immediately said, "That's sanitized for television." In the, in the club, he would probably say, "And Wilma Wilma Flintstone's got a hot ass or something like You're that." Going pussy, yeah, yeah, for sure. And like yeah. the the lay person would not be watching it; like they'd just be laughing just at laughing. it. But they were picking it apart, and 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 Louis said. Look in his eyes. You can see that in his head. He's saying, I'm killing it on The Tonight Show. I was like, yeah. really? You can see that? Because I can't see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also been there and done it as well. So it's probably how he feels at SNL and everything. He, he What they really think, they're not, you know, they're not, they are thinking, shit, shit, <laughs> I'm doing this on TV. I'm hosting this. That's Man. what people think. It's not, and I, I, like, I do the same as well. I'll, I'll sit. Sometimes I won't laugh a gig yeah. for 20 minutes but it's not gonna don't think it's funny it's because i'm thinking about what they're doing yeah 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 i i could um, see i i think i do that with music to a certain extent but not you know it depends on i guess the, the situation but you know if i'm sitting there watching it by myself i'll be more analytical but if i'm with people i'm just enjoying the moment i think yeah i think I you got you i think you got still whether you're a comic or not you still got to try and enjoy comedy some some comics hate comedy yeah. And I, I do get that, but you've still got to try and enjoy it sometimes, I think. To now, I'm not talking laugh. to this person, but she seems to, uh, the song is, uh, I guess the Sam Smith song is Unholy. It's about sex, not Satan. Well, that that could be, but he was dressed as Satan. I'm not talking to her. I'm talking to you, Carl. But yeah. um, he was dressed as Satan and everybody on stage was like devils. So it's not about Satan, but the the performance was about Satan. Anyway. Yeah, you, do you people talk- get crazy when they go on stage with angel wings or something? Or yeah, you you still yeah. talk to to that person? No, this, this dumb, person. dumb for me. I um, wouldn't talk. You know why? Because she, she talked about and, and I, part of, you're probably the reason that I'm not talking to. Uh, when we were talking about Pee Wee Herman jerking off with his uh, mm. left hand, she said she could do it, and I challenged her to prove it online on on the show and she still has not come through yeah i believe no yeah talks a good game doesn't follow through yeah agreed it's pretty terrible michael jackson dressed as god in the night we well, didn't dress as god but it was kind of a jesus-like performance 
And I think it was Noel Gallagher that come out afterwards, go for him to dress like that after what's all gone on. And I think we know what we're talking about. It was the year he went to court for the first time, I think, with the kids. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but that is quite that is quite a Christian thing to do, isn't it? Is to preach and then fuck. Listen, kids. You couldn't be more Catholic. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't be more Catholic, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I, well I would... done, you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm surprised Willie hasn't showed up here today. I might have pissed Willie off last night. Um, oh, Conway. Yeah. I. <laughs> On Facebook, I asked if anybody believes in magical thinking. Because uh, Lex Friedman was talking about uh, life and aliens and all the things he talks about. And, and he kept saying the word magic. And I was like, you know what? Every religion at some point, at some level, there's magic involved. And any of these belief systems, New Age stuff, magic is involved. If, if anything you can't explain, it always comes down to must have been yeah, magic. but well, science, science is magic, isn't it? To the science is magic to people that haven't seen that science before. So, if a time traveler or an alien is Jesus, right? Which is more plausible than there being a Jesus, yeah, then they'll go, It's fucking magic. He just popped up and had all this information and then fucking floated off into the sky. Yeah. Yeah, but I asked that, and, and Willie Todd give me like political. A political answer. Well, it depends on how you define magic. Blah, blah, blah. I said it's a yes or well, no question. Do you believe in I magic? Isn't, isn't Mrs. Conway a, a Wiccan or something? So there's a you know there's a bit of right. It does de right? depend on how you define yeah. magic. Absolutely, but I'm just thinking anything that that requires uh, something that you can't explain happening as, as like a magic thing. <laughs> it's all magical and. You know, Lex, who is an MIT engineer, has no no problem saying magic like eight times in a seven minute clip. It's like well, lot, lots of lots lots of high level physicists are very religious. That's really weird. You know, they have a oh wow. See that Carl was was outing the physicists, and the Chinese government said, "Our boy is talking out of school. Shut him up," and he just froze up like that and that's a good place to end the program carl being shut up by his chinese handlers i think he was about to reveal some um really really um delicate sensitive chinese intelligence and they stopped him there you have it folks on the mind dog coffee with the dog program we've seen the chinese government Spinning, look, they shut you up, yeah. didn't they? They, the they light, everything, everything like my mic, the light, the camera just went at once. <laughs> the, it was the Chinese, hey man, it was the Chinese government saying, Shut him up, he's about to reveal our secret. Well, I'm glad they didn't kill you. Yeah, well, they tried. At least we have that. So, you go have a, a good show at 11 a.m. today. Don't talk about the balloon, even though you've advertised it as a balloon program. Oh, I wanted to ask you about this because I tuned in one night. I was working and I got a thing. Uh, Carl's live on Twitch. And I went on Twitch and you had this like red hair wig on. Were you in Brazil for that, by the way, with the, with the red hair wig? Well, that sounds like that sounds like Manoranth. And um, I, that was probably wouldn't have been before I went to Brazil. 
<laughs> night actually you know what the night before because i was fucking hammered and i got up at 2 a.m and packed my case and then went at 6 a.m i was i was like what the fuck am i watching and as soon yeah, as i right. commented that you signed off i was like what was that <laughs> the fucking well, apparently yeah manoranth comes out every so often um <laughs> often post pub and uh yeah there's well there's a high level twitch streamer that she earns about 100k a month called amaranth She's ginger. Um, so I thought Manoranth got a ginger wig. Oh, I, I did want to tell you about last week. Um, I had uh, Brent Michael Phillips on, who is a energy healer. Cool. Who uh, He's an MIT guy as well, who was a successful uh, software developer and, and engineer. And yeah. he was on top of the world, millionaire. And he hurt his shoulder and he lost yeah. all his money and his wife left him and he was yeah. on a downhill thing. And somebody sent him to meet Carl, Carl, Carlness, the Carlness and his, his uh, healer that he met was Carl. Carl told him to rollerblade while I videotape you. <laughs> And then call, he videotaped him rollerblading for 20 minutes. And then call came, he came back and call abused him. Look at you. You're a doofus. You don't move right. You see this. This is your problem here. Your, your rollerblading says all this about you. And two days later, money started just coming from everywhere. People and success started coming at him. from, And his life was changed yeah. because Carl made him. Yeah. Uh, rollerblade watched the videotape and told him about his movement and now he's doing this for other people so i'm like damn fucking carl fucking did this without me um well i like but, to help yeah we had plans for you to be the callness but I, other... I just give people a little push in their lives you know without them knowing it just a little push yeah and so it. his thing now even on his website, this, this woman Stacy from California, who I got to admit, I want to hang out with Stacy. Um, she says that the day after she went to his seminar on unleashing your inner millionaire, that yeah. strangers just started sending her money, and it, it said, "This is magical thinking." And I said this to him. I said, "This sounds like you, you know." It, well, people should give it a try if they if this interests you at all. It's not for everybody. I understand that. I'm not for. Well, why should if it works? Why wouldn't it be for everybody? Can you? Just how did they it? get a? How did they get a PayPal or Cash App or bank info? Did she post it somewhere and ask for money? Well, this is the thing. I yeah. asked, what specific actions do you take to make this happen? Nothing. You Nothing. don't you ask for money. You, you don't do anything. Money. You don't put anything out there. You don't change anything in your yeah. life. You just wake up yeah. the next day and money starts hitting you in the yeah. face from. Yeah. And and things everything gets better in your life. Relationships get better. You get rich. You get you know all the stuff. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is just roll a blade, get abused by Carl. <laughs> how much then, money? How much money do you have to pay to get that money? No, I didn't ask him that question. Five hundred dollars. I gotta be at least five hundred, right? Gotta be a, a lot of money. I mean, if this, yeah. all you have to do is first of all. I probably couldn't roll a blade. I will probably fall down yeah, immediately. No way. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I break my hip, and that would be it. They'd be burying me. So it, over for me in a heartbeat. But it's just amazing. This is where the magical thinking comes in. It's like that is pure magic. You're telling me you – and I asked him point blank several times. You didn't have to do anything, change anything. You didn't have to take any specific action. 
miracles just started happening. Yeah, well, she's lying, but the, or she doesn't exist. But yeah, it's an interesting story. Good. It is. So uh, let's all sign up. Uh, now, Carl died. Oh. So you could take his place. You're going to be the new Carl. This yeah, well, it's, it's probably like Batman. You just get another one every six years. Yeah. Well, now this guy is claiming that Carl gave him the keys to the miracle machine or the oh, miracle cool. apparatus. And so this is why he's the new guy, and he's out selling his book. And, oh, we lost Carl. Anyway, Carl, you just spin out of control there. Uh, I'm going to sign off. Before he, before he gets done buffering, we're just going to watch call. Buffer, buffer, call, buffer. Uh, AI call. AI call. Uh, I have to go. I have to go to the office and talk to people about things. And then I have to meet with other people about things. I should just, I should just stop. I'm too old for this. I'm too old and in the way. Anyway, thanks for coming today. Tomorrow, John McDonough, one of my favorite. Oh, Carl's back. Wait, Carl. Wait, no, he's there. He's, he's like the Carl who's not there, but he's there. I was just signing off anyway. Well, I can't even remove you from the other. <laughs> my whole I didn't plug my laptop in and this time everything just cut off again unless it was the Chinese or Jesus or the physicist or or dead Carl again or Stacy the whore yeah well it's, uh, thanks for even stopping back I just it's good to say goodbye because I'm signing off tomorrow John John McDonough my favorite Chicago uh folk folkster bluester acoustic musician will be here with me tomorrow got Full guests, full week of guests, uh, comedians, uh, Peter Price and uh, uh, Kevin Sishkopich and uh, Amanda Quick. And then Willie and Dave on Friday talking prison talk about prison life. So we'll, we'll, it's a full week. I got this uh, comedians uh, hitting me up now like crazy because of John Lockin. So I'm going to have a lot of comedians on and musicians from MTS Records. So we've got, the morning show is going to be picking up. I'm going to actually have guests now. I'm not going to have Sam Smith because he's too, he's too Ozzy Osbourne-like, Satan-worshipping, biting doves' heads off and stuff like that. Anyway, you enjoy your rest of your day. Thank you for coming here. It's good to see you again. Uh, and I yep. look forward to you, you coming here and having some fun I'm, and taxing you around New York City between clubs and get you on stage. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's sort something out. I'm there from the 27th. I'm going to potentially go up to Nashville for a couple of days, but let's talk. Let's talk without these uh, eavesdroppers listening. Yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah, cool. All right. Have a great day. Turn on your radio, by the way. Yeah. Bye.
listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.